Welcome back to Movie Trailer Reviews Podcast. You're your host here, Chris with Ro, and we are reviewing, um, what's the name of this fucking movie? Um, uh, I hate you so much. It's Fantastic it's, Beast Secrets of Dumbledore. Okay, I, I, you know, I, I didn't know. I thought maybe it was like J.K. Rollins is a transphobic piece of shit, but I didn't know. Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> listen, wow. Listen, I'm not even going to get through the intro. I, I mean, I mean, it has to be said. I mean, has there been somebody who's become, who has a beloved, such a beloved thing? Like, you know, Harry Potter's not my thing. It's not. You know, I think I've seen a total of three of the total movies from the original series and even the Fantastic Beasts. I only saw the first Fantastic Beasts. I did not see this one. This is mostly going to be really talking about this. Um, but like, <laughs> I, I, I can, unlike things nice like Twilight, you know, unlike things like Twilight, I can at least respect the, you know, Harry Potter fans. I get it, right? I'm fine with it. That's cool. And so I actually kind of feel for them that so many of them are looking at, you know, J.K. Rowling, she just become a ghoul of a person, and you're just like, that sucks. Where it's like, okay. it's, it's just, yeah. So Okay, so here's, here's the thing. Um, I read these books as they came out with the kids who I took care of. So I... I liked the world. It was, you know, the magic system and all mm-hmm. the things. She stole very well from her predecessors to bring them together to blend them into something very nicely. And she hit at exactly the right market time when there really wasn't something like this out there where it's the kind of book parents didn't mind, you know, mommy, read me my story. You read a chapter of this kind of thing. So, but I was never under any illusions about the person writing the books. Like, she's always been questionable if you paid attention. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, she, she's got very rigid lines about where things are, where she pulls for feudalness, the ways in which she came up with some of the the discrimination is straight up anti-black. And I'm like, oh, I don't even think you had to reach far for that, ma'am. Was it just in your back pocket? Cool. But like her evolution and the way that she kind of wants to jump on things when you've been on Twitter, I like I unfollowed her a long time ago because some of the ways that she talked about things just it never made any sense, especially once you were two movies into the original franchise. You know what I mean? It's like, there's just some things you don't do because you know you fucking up your bag. And she seemed to believe that she was bulletproof. And I was excited for the Fantastic Beasts because I thought we were going to get the stories about Newt. And I mean, you could send me on magical adventures with that awkward mofo trying to capture uh magical creatures that are definitely somewhere they couldn't have been they could have had like six movies out the gate following newt and his whole crew of trying to rehome magical and fantastic beasts but for some reason she decided that this was the time to blend in all of this prequel stuff that she also wanted to do with the wizarding world and, you know, her money grab to extend it over into the U S for the American um, school system. And I really, I don't, I don't know 
I don't think she has ever cared about her fan base. Like, honestly, I, I, I don't think she cares like at all. Uh, their, their cash, their checks have been cashed. She's given away a fortune and made another one. I think she has zero care for the health, well-being or mental you know, wellness you know, you know of her fan base. I'm sorry. You know what just hit me? Because I literally, I just didn't give a shit about <clears throat> this person right. or her movies. But um, she's the problematic version of George Lucas. Yeah, she's problematic. George Lucas. I mean, so George Lucas. You know, he. You know, we all know what he did with the Star Wars franchise, and the fact that the best thing that the Star Wars never came actually came from George Lucas. But by all accounts, Actor. he's a good dude. Right? Like, by all accounts, from what you hear, it's like, he actually does care. He cares. Like, he's actually a good dude. Right? She's not. <laughs> she's not a no. good person. And she keeps making... And I just saw... I didn't I didn't realize she's also writing these screenplays, too. Which, it, like... And this is the thing that got me, because it's, it's... I saw the first one of these films. And when mm. I realized, I was like, wait, so it's not going to be about Fantastic Beats. This is really about you just doing a prequel for this other shit. It's nothing. It's, it, I mean, the Fantastic Beasts are there, but then I know the last two was like, are there even Fantastic Beasts in the film? I know that he's the first one, kind of was, but then you um, realize yeah. what they were doing. Yeah, but that's that's what got that's what made me really, really kind of look. Don't get me wrong. I'm always up for some intrigue, uh, major family reveals. You know, good magic versus bad magic, and all of that kind of nihilistic thought. And I, I get it. I get it. But. You you probably have said, yeah, she's she's the anti George Lucas. <laughs> damn, damn. I mean, it, it just hit you when you it, like as you start talking about. It, I was like, damn, it's like it's it's like everything people just say about George Lucas, but like he's not a guy. He's I mean, he his heart's in the right place. Like he does bad things, but like his heart's like, in the yeah, right place. Yeah, he's just bad. At he's some just of the bad. Shit he he's wants not. To do. He's not great at the creative thing, and it's like. I think she's probably a little more creative, but the thing about it is she's a not a good person. She's, she's a, a look. Okay. She's a she's a terrible human being. And it it's 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 inescapable in this it, second right. trilogy. Yeah, when you Absolutely look at right. inescapable. Yes. Like like, you know, you start out in the first one, you're right. The the first one was a globe trotting adventure following Newt tracking these animals, trying to save them because they were endangered or they were somewhere where it was no longer, uh, you know, they were, they would be exposing magic to the muggle world or whatever. And it was fun, but it also still gave you, you know, an expanded view of the wizarding world. I personally felt that Jude Law was an excellent casting for a younger Dumbledore because, Mm -hmm. you know, Jude tightropes, on the side of is he really all my friend or not and he translates that well on the screen into characters he knows who he is he know what he doing and you know uh new scalamander is a very endearing and awkward and sweet character it gives you moments to go back to hogwarts it's like you got this whole thing even the love triangle because then you got in his brother and he worked for the authority and all of these different ways these terms that people have had in their minds from these books and even if you were only into the first story but then you started getting this thing where you slowly realize oh she wants to set up for a war you know one of the first wars that led to some of the rules that then led to you know he who would not be named which then eventually led to the little boy with scar on his head and she's just kind of doing a lot of 
signaling that, hey, there's still more stories because remember, this is happening way before you get to Voldemort for the original movies. And I feel like her narcissism and her greed got the best of her. And then all of these little random things that she used to say on Twitter where she's like, this character in their backstory, like she's teasing things and queer baiting online and heavily virtue signaling to non-white communities and all of these different things that she wants to kind of try to bring in. And almost every single time when you get to the movie, like with the second movie, a lot of it was about the way that she was, you know, stealing from Asian culture and appropriating and then what she was doing with it and twisting in the stories with, you know, the carnival and, you know, we got more beasts in that movie, but they became secondary to this conspiracy and plot. And that's all before you get to the whole idea of, you know, the, the many chaotic iterations of Grindelwald, Colin Farrell, great casting, morph into Johnny Depp. But why? And then right. stepping back was, from was, into was, Mad Mickelson. But great, right? right? And that was one of those ones that was just like, but why would you, uh, like, they sandwich? I mean, Johnny, uh, especially this day and age, Johnny Depp is not even a good actor, right? So they said someone who's not a good actor right now in between two people that are actually really great. Brilliant actors. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm just so sitting there going, like, like, why would you, why you, would you do that, right? <laughs> you don't love yourself. You clearly don't love yourself. I mean, And it still could have worked if they had made this movie still about Newt and the other thing, but they let this other story overwhelm everything. And you started to feel the chaos between her, you know, her story by, and then the screen writer who had to come in and make this shit work. And then you start running into the awkwardness of her xenophobia, um, her, you know, transphobia um, and the way that it, it becomes almost inescapable that other aspects of conflict and strife with marginalized communities for her is window dressing. Like it's like you get into the third movie and you realize that this is kind of setting up for a what World War One type situation when you say. Like, what, they went to Germany at some point in this movie, right? And it's a big, huge signal without giving anything away when you get to that point in the way that they set it up. But in the second movie, you've got him giving this big, huge Hitler-esque speech at the climax of the movie, right? And I will say that Johnny Johnny Depp did deliver that speech very well, even though every bit of it was unearned because he had failed to fully embody this character in any way that was compelling up to that point, but that's not really his fault because the story that we should have been getting is about, you know, that this trilogy has now turned into a breakup movie. And I think we were talking about this on another, like after one of the other recordings, the only thing that the final Dumbledore movie made me do was realize that if they wanted to talk about how Dumbledore ended up in the role that he ended up, they should have just made them damn movies. But to make those movies, they would have had to put a full-on, fully-fledged, developed from boyhood to adulthood gay relationship on screen, and they weren't going to do it. Do you think 
Do you think I'm wrong? I'm sorry. No. Because the only thing that they did by giving us these two grown-ass men, as in Mad Mickelson and Jude Law, sitting across the table with each other and say, really? Give me that. I, I'll watch that. I'll watch that all day long. This is the greatest makeup movie. Y'all, like, got me in my feelings. And then I know people are online talking about the fact that the movie had to be sanitized to be played in China and that it only would cost them a certain number of seconds or minutes and it was only two lines of dialogue. The, the thing that's upsetting to and will be upsetting to people is they don't, they're not queer baiting in this movie. They make it clear that they were in a relationship, but it's all dialogue. It's all visual. It's moments of them together. So at least they're not doing like they did in the second where you get a BS flashback, but they make them, there's the majority of the processing of any of those emotions. It's done magnificently because of the actors who's doing it but the script is trash mm -hmm. and then uh somebody was joking online today that the funny thing about fantastic fantastic beat is that dumbledore has no secret that's not true but they're so easy to miss because it's been a secondary storyline running alongside all this other stuff that there's really no impact to it. Like you find out that the Dumbledore you think they're talking about may not be the Dumbledore that you are talking about, that the, 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 the threads that they threw out in the second movie, they all get tied up, but the way they get tied up is woefully unsatisfying. And the use of the fantastic beats in this one harkens back to, you know, uh, other magical worlds and magic systems where, um, you know, the, the, you're talking about a chosen one kind of story. But all of that ends up feeling unearned because they drifted far afield from that. And it just seemed like a really... It, it seemed kind of like a cop out at the end that they needed to figure out some kind of way to tie up all these things because they've been leading up to this great election of who's going to determine the ideology of the wizarding world and thereby the relationship it has to the regular world going forward. Would it be um, one of the people who were running in the election that you barely hear anything about in the second? So it feels really weird for that to be a driving force in the third. And all of it comes back to the fact that this movie started out as us being on adventures with Newt about these fantastic beasts and then him getting pulled into these politics, whereas he's always been a neutral character and then having to decide that he wasn't going to stand on the sidelines while these, these great forces started to rip their world apart only for you to find out that the reason why this is happening is because these niggas broke up. And one of them's mad that his man stepped back from the insane idea they had as arrogant young men to realize that maybe they, you know, the way they wanted to go about changing the world was bad. 
and they don't do service to any of the three storylines at all. So it's really pretty. Um, it's got some great physical comedy. You're going to get to see some of your favorite characters, except for the original lead, who's Newt's love interest. Her going off on J.K. Rowling's absolutely gets her fridge in the third movie, which is bullshit. And also the reason why you have to back off the Fantastic Beast side, because that was always driven by something that had to do with the American Academy. And because she's persona non grata, they basically cut that all the way out the movie. And we're back in London for the whole movie, which people might miss for a minute, you know? So I don't know. Did you even make it through this whole movie? Did you just like, did your mind wander in the theater? Oh, you assumed I watched. I didn't see the shit. I ain't seen, <laughs> I, I watched. You really shit. are leaving me here alone. I yeah, hate no, you. No, no, I, I told you. I told you we were doing this because you know it still comes with me doing a review by sitting on it. Uh, but you saw it and we needed to get it out. But um, I didn't see the shit. I, I like. I wasn't impressed. So here's the thing. I wasn't impressed with the first one, right? And this was even before. I think even before the first film, I don't think J.K. had really come out of being that trans. It was there, but it wasn't. She wasn't like mm. super, super. Yeah, she trans- wasn't a full on turf. She wasn't a full on turf. So after that, well, it became even easier for me to say, "I don't want to see this shit." Not to mention when they revealed it was Johnny Depp at the end, and I was like, "Wait, so you went from Colin Farrell to Johnny Depp?" Nah, I'm out. I'm already not fucking with Johnny Depp like that. So it was easier to see the second film. So this third one, I don't give a fuck about. And apparently. WB feels the same way because they're like going to see how it does at the box office to determine if they're going to even attempt to do a four film, which they have no script for. Uh, <laughs> they're admitting a variety of reporting. There's no script for the four film. And they're literally on a wait and see pattern, which also tells me that they probably didn't have a plan or a script for these three movies either. And it just kind of just we- came out of her, her ass. And so... No, I didn't see this bullshit. <laughs> okay, okay, fair. Then you know what? Look, I'm gonna tell you right now. This, I think, one the wait and see policy also has to do with the fact that Ezra Miller is out here well, losing their damn mind. <laughs> between Ezra, just between, in fights and rabble rousing, and just being look, full look, out between Ezra, Jody, and J.K. Just put the shit in rice, yo. Just put the rice and call it a fucking day man Listen, like why are we just, wasting mad time why are we wasting why are you wasting jude's time why are you wasting all these people's time who can be doing other right. things like just just stop just pay them out and let it go home like y'all did uh marlon wayne's when you recast him just give them their money and let them go mm-hmm. but i no, i i fully fully fundamentally i i but what's crazy to me is fantastic beast is like just it was a clean shot like they could have got a full six movies of us just following Newt around on all these adventures about these different animals and expanded the wizarding world in all these different ways. And we would have been down for the cause. They could have introduced the Americans and, and all of that stuff. And it just, but her need to be a bag of problems and the fact that they hitched their wagon to it, this was the only way out. You know, I feel, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So they had to tie up the loose ends. They had to kind of figure out some serviceable way to bring this to the end. And I can't imagine that this wasn't chaotic for the actors. And I definitely can't imagine that this wasn't insanely chaotic for Mad Mickelson coming into this mess. I just, I just can't, I can't imagine. It's, It's like, it's just, 
and it's had a, it's had it was, a yeah it's had a decreasing um box office draw like i want to say that remember the harry potter franchise was making like a billion dollars of the off of the last almost his last two films the first fantastic beast made about 812 i think a lot of people were excited but that got like eh, okay reviews it just fine right. reviews and so it dropped down to just under 700 seven, 650 in 2018 so this is probably gonna be bottom of the basement like it, this, I, this is, look I'm gonna, I, say, I'm gonna put it at probably i think the diehards are gonna go see it but i guarantee well, so, people will see this but, movie they're just not gonna pay to see it well yeah well, here's the thing. I think I think it depends on what you mean by a diehard, right? Because I think there are some diehards, but like some of the diehards are also very upset about JK's transphobia, and so they're the ones actually saying, "I'm a diehard Potter fan. Don't go see this fucking film," right? So I think this is right. different than normal. Di- I think this is different than some of the like. There are diehards that are gonna go see like any Spider-Man film, you know, even if oh, like, you know, the like, people for Twilight still showed up and seated out even after you found out that she was like turned over a significant number of that money to flat out anti LGBT um right. campaigns, fully helped fund that, prop I think, eight. I think, and, I think that was in different. California. I, I, I think that was that was that was years ago, and I think that was different, right? I think think in the really days, prop eight wasn't that long ago. But I think I think but Twilight there are was six but, Twilight movies. It really right, wasn't what, that long what, ago. What, what was the early Twilight odds, movie? bro. When was the last Twilight movie? Early aughts. Like, I think, what, 2016? Four years ago. But, no, it's but the thing is, like... That's what I'm saying. I, I think that... No, I no, no. But I think, I, think the di- I think you're right. I think that's the difference. I think people at that mm-hmm. point were like, oh, well, she, she's not really that attached right, exactly. to the project. It's fine. But Rowling has made it very clear that it's a penny in is a penny in her pocket. Yeah. A dollar in is at least 50 cents in her pocket. Right. So I think that a significant number of people who know their their spending power, they're not going to go see this movie. They're going to see it, but they're not going to pay for it. They're going to boot it, something, anything. Someone's going to like do a watch party and show everybody this movie. Well, and they're not going to... The way they did even their successful films is going to be on HBO Max in no time anyway, so fuck it, you must right. wait. It's like... But that's even money in her pocket. and I, they, This movie is so haphazard. Even at the parts where if you are paying attention or you catch it, you realize they are telling a cohesive story. It's so haphazard and so far afield of the promise that it doesn't matter and you don't care. Like there's a whole movie in here where someone goes, did you even know this about Dumbledore? You're like, that's, that's, that's the best you got. That's, that's what you're, Dude, that's all you've got for me? How dare you? Like, the, the levels of disappointment are insane. When I say the best parts of this movie are watching Jude Law and Mad Mickelson come to the come to the realization, you know, like this is one of those situations where you're like, that's it's gonna break our love. And like someone's like, wanna bet? Hold my beer. And you realize that that's a whole story that she turned into a plot device because she wanted to make Wizarding World Hitler. That you just get mad. Like, I don't remember, I told you, I was telling you, there's one moment in here where they literally just have them have an out-of-time fight. And I'm just like, 
if this is what you had wanted to do, I would have been 100% all in to watch this relationship that was going to have zero choice but to fall apart when these two men realize that their ideologies are flat out at odds on every level. I'd have watched that movie. But then you get the other moment where they're following new and, and something important is happening and you're like i don't watch i don't watch three movies of this shit going down because it's really interesting and you're learning about all these different things and the spells and why all these dumbass classes these kids take make sense i don't watch that movie but then you have the whole you know the conflict between the world that knows of magic and the world that doesn't and what do you do there i don't watch that movie but she tried to shove all three of these things through her problematic, narrow-minded, and then this poor, I, I want to know if, how much Steve Clovis drank having to write with her and try to turn her incoherent drivel into workable content. I, 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 want, I feel someone needs to go to this man like a 50-year-old, 100-year-old scotch or whatever his drink of choice is. They need to get him a case because it's just weird. It's, it's just, I don't, I don't, like, I think she's done, honestly. I, I don't think that anybody is going to be really trying to hook their, their horse on her cart anymore because she's not bankable the way she was. And she's already made all the bank off of her, and she's making all the bank, so at this point, it doesn't matter. I hate to say right. that, she's like a billionaire, so it's like, the damage is done. She's well, she's a millionaire because she gave away a million, but whatever. Okay, you know she's probably on her way. But but I mean actors. I mean it's becoming a kind. It's becoming a problem to be tied to franchises where you you're not why it lives or dies. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there are worse movies than the one that I watched for The Secrets of Dumbledore. And for the younger audiences where it's just about the flying and the magic and the fights, there are full-on sequences where there are huge fights where there's like grand displays of magic and even more smaller, subtler moments that will hold all those people, but the movie is not, and the storyline doesn't live or die on just them. It lives or dies on J.K. Rowling. And I don't know too many actors who are going to continue to be willing to sign on for what would need to be at least a three-movie kind of deal knowing that she could F them up this badly, this quickly. Because you know a lot of people probably supposed to be getting paid off the back end, and they ain't gonna get the cut they should've. Like, I mean, little girl from Hermione, when's the last time she really had to make a movie? That Harry Potter money got her good till she died. Like, Daniel Radcliffe acts because A, he's a good actor, and B, because he still wants to. But he could go sit down if he wanted to, right? Yeah. But this franchise worth of actors, they can't do that. And some of them have ended up on the short end of the stick with respect to future work because they've crossed somebody on one of these projects and got benched. And I don't really see people being willing to put themselves in that position to where this, like, the bag may not be as fat as you hope and it could fuck up the trajectory of your career. I mean, I think WB... Discovery is going to be is going to be doing that analysis too because, like I said, 
That's why they're in the holding pa- holding pattern. See what happens mm-hmm. with the review. And I'm just going off of like we're still. Com- I mean, we're in a pandemic. There's things coming in. Box offers are getting a little bit better, but like, also folks are realizing that like I can just watch this at home or I can wait. And these movies before the pandemic were already going down, and the reviews on this overall are are not great either, right? So it's no, it's, it's 50%, not. Right? I mean, so like that's not going to draw people out there. And I can't remember what the last the. Uh, the middle from was they didn't start off the great right so I, I i don't see it making even without her problems i don't see it making the money to even get you know wb and discovery just sit there and go make more of these put more of it in there right they're gonna do a whole re- yeah no they gotta at least wait a little bit because like yeah I, nobody yeah, wants to come back i think yeah i think that i'm like what's the word for what what's the word well, they're it, using now i think she's gonna be put on pause well yeah, well, it doesn't, uh, yeah because it also, it, it, i mean it also doesn't it doesn't make sense because it's like she won't shut the fuck up so it doesn't help that when the movies are coming out because there's even a game that's coming out that they're told they have that for all intent and purpose, people are saying it looks great, but like people are just like, I don't want to put money in her pocket. So, and she won't stop talking. So it's like that doesn't help. And then Ezra Miller, you know. So there's that. So, I right. Well, I will. I will say this: they they gave themselves a very nice out with Ezra Miller. The way they wrote that storyline, you, it is very clear that the people who were associated with this are positioning themselves to cut ties with Ezra Miller by the end of this movie. Like they're not even subtle about it. I got you. They. Like it's it's like for like on God it's not subtle. They do everything short of kill him on screen <laughs> to cut ties with him. Um, they leave the door open for other avenues to come back. They leave it. Um, they've got you know the clean cut in ways to where they can carve this out. And when you realize this whole idea of like her, you know her wizard Hitler is so far in advance of even the war that divided the world that led up to the Hogwarts and the Dumbledore that we know is still so far. There's so much time in between. I think if anything, they're going to pivot exactly like you say, and it's going to become something that's like episodic or it's screening or um, they start putting more air and room between them. But yeah, I think anything coming out of the wizarding world I would think it's in their best interest to go on pause and let this stuff sit because they're going to have to make their money over time on the secrets of Dumbledore. I don't think that they're going to be, what else comes out this weekend? <laughs> um, do we even know? Isn't, no. I mean, isn't... second weekend of, of Sonic, right? Cause didn't Sonic come out last weekend? Yeah. Um... And um, if you haven't seen it, it's fun. It's fun. I didn't enjoy Jim Carrey as much because I felt like he tried too hard. But um, I watched the movie in a room full of small, tiny humans. They were all very riveted. Why I'm not gonna um, go. So I don't want to go to those movies that track. I don't go to movies that attract small, tiny humans like that. So I'm right. Good. But again, I, I, you know, I actually enjoyed this movie with the small, tiny humans because they kept their large humans in line. Little girl next to me, um, up and behind me, looked at her father and said, "Okay, the lights are out. You have to be quiet now." That's good, but that's not typical. Like I, I hear what you're saying. That's not typical. You know, that's not typical. That's no, not, that's not but typical. I knew the I knew the audience that I was going to see it with were they were they're not insane tiny humans. It was like they, no. they it was a tight demographic, so it was enjoyable. I mean, it had action. It has laughter. Uh, the 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 stars in the movie when it comes to the comedy are Natasha, who plays the sister, mm-hmm. 
her character comes more to the foreground and I swear before God, I need this woman to continue to have the upward trajectory on her career because she's fantastic and she's hilarious. I uh, love Knuckles. Uh, the uh, Idris Silva did a great job with the voice. Uh, there's a lot of deadpan humor. All of these different things worked. It was fun. Um, the physical comedy worked. It's just some of the lines that he did, they were spot on pulling out from the video game world. And I thought that worked fantastically. And others were supposed to be the, you know, the jokes for the adults in the audience. And they were a little dated and therefore dumb. But I actually enjoyed the second Sonic 2. So if you were trying to catch something that's in a different franchise and you are leaving your house to do those things, go see Sonic. I really enjoyed it. I was surprised. But I mean, what? It's going to be the 15th. Duel comes out the 15th. Aren't we talking about yeah, that yeah. next? So Duel comes out. Um, the Northman is next week. This is probably not going to do big numbers, but it, I mean, the Northman actually has better is having better promotion than Fantastic Beast is right now. So Listen. I don't know. So maybe it will do better numbers. Listen, I'm, are I'm you going that. to see the Northman? Oh, yeah. Are I'm we going to talk yeah, about yeah, the Northman? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to see the next week. So yeah, yeah. We okay, because I mean, you know, yeah, my initial yeah. impression is the movie's metal as fuck. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's accomplishing exactly what um 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 like Mr. It. Eggs wanted, but the movie's metal as fuck. That's what and I cannot wait fun. to talk to you about it. So. But like for the fifteenth. Yeah, so you have options like besides that, Fantastic Beasts. I'm then, yeah, not gonna recommend that you go see, and, and, you know. Yeah. So and then you can just wait. Mark Walker. Then you can just wait a couple of weeks, and then you're gonna go see, you know, Doctor Strange. So it's just like, yeah, like, right. Don't do this to yourself. So. I mean, watch like, what look, there's 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 stuff in the movie theater you don't have to see Fantastic Beasts, but if you're a completionist, they do tie off all the threads. Um, Matt Mickelson is fine as hell. And for, I don't know what the hell it is about that man, but that man, look, this movie proves one thing. I will watch him in anything. That he does not know how to be bad at his job. You know what I mean? Yeah. What would you give it a 10? In a, um, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a, it is a six and two of those points draw, belong just to Matt Mickelson. Because I didn't really think you could pull this character together enough to finish this shit. But, I mean, you know, it's pretty. But, yeah, it's a six. And I'm being, no, I don't even think I can do it. I think I can't, I think I have to give it only a five out of ten. I think I can't do it. Okay, I'm moving back down to a five. Yeah, I think it's got, honestly, it's three different storylines shoved into one trilogy none of the movies did any of the storylines good service um they tried to rehab the queer baiting they did in the second one and serviceable serviceable is not good enough for the kind of story that they were telling and because the 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 actors are good you don't get credit for that what you gave them was barely serviceable and um the mess they've made out of the 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 supposed to be the connection between America and England and the differing houses, they've completely just trashed that, and they've ruined any possibility about coming out here and doing globe trotting adventures wrapped around um newt and his crew, so they literally have pissed over three different future avenues of stories so i don't really feel like yeah, i would be comfortable I mean, giving it more I'm than gonna, a five out of ten i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna end where i began that 
the problematic George Lucas. Mm-hmm. There you have it. I mean, that's really what it is. And that's she what, doesn't yeah. mean well. Yeah, and doesn't, and which which makes it even worse, right? Which makes me go go back and, and apologize to George Lucas because I'm just like, oh man, at least like he. His heart, you, his I'm heart was so around. much more yeah. credit for red tails yeah. than I ever did. Right, you tried. You're, 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 yeah, your heart was in, his heart's in the good place. Like he has a heart of yeah. gold. You're just you're not good at this. Give somebody else to do it. But this woman, <laughs> yeah, no, she's a bad. Like like any, there's this thing about watching this fascination that non-black people have with retreading through. World War One and World War Two storylines that is just very discomforting to me, you know. And it's just who the things that they they say that they don't even know that they're telling on themselves. The majority of the lines in this movie that work are so racist. <laughs> Those are the lines that hit, and that scares me, because that tells me those are the ones you believed when you wrote it. You knew exactly how to write that to make that sing. You know what I mean, Chris? Well, I mean, knowing our history, that makes sense. But, yeah, but, like, you struggled with the other side, you know, the antithesis of xenophobia, the antithesis of uh, eugenics. You struggled to make those lines legitimate or to have depth like you have the like you have dimension because you cast good people not because you gave them good content you're telling on yourself you should just take your money go back to your castle you bought and sit down just stop talking mm-hmm. yeah. um, well there you guys have it uh what's the name of this fucking movie again um fantastic piece don't go see it fantastic beast the uh, secrets of Dumbledore that you did not need to know. Got you. Okay. 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 Um. Yeah. Um. Fuck this movie. Um. Uh, but don't worry. We got plenty of other stuff coming out. We have um. After we go, we go through these. We've been going through these like ebbs and flows of nothing than a lot of stuff. So we actually do have a lot of stuff coming out. Movie trailer reviews, like we said before. One Halo's going over to Super Tuesday recap. So if you want to hear it, talk about Halo with Deepom. Uh, we have uh, episode three and four coming up this weekend. But we actually have this movie. We're talking about another movie, Duel, that comes out this weekend. Um, we also have The Duke coming up soon. We're also going to be talking about The Northman. And then, obviously, we're going to have um, Doctor Strange in a few weeks as well. And I'm so. going to talk Chris into doing some um, some monthly rewinds for stuff that we didn't get a chance to talk about that's come out that you can probably, with the way VOD is happening, get your hands on real soon. Like X. Um, yeah, so stay tuned, folks. I uh, will be back soon. Thank you guys very much for listening. Make sure you guys subscribe, movie trailer reviews, iTunes, it's radio, Spotify. Till next time, we're out of here. Peace. <laughs>